hulle ons is kruislaaf en ons wil jou graag help om Jesus' onvoorwaardelike liefde en genade te ontdek. Ons vertrouw dat hierdie boodskap jou reiklik sal sien. It's always a, a joy to be with you and uh, to see what God's doing. Or even, I mean, we hear about it every week, what's happening in Piketburg, but it's always a joy for us uh, uh, to see what God's doing in people's lives here uh, through Charles and Lisa Marie and through all of you. And so we're just thankful to be part of <coughs> what, uh, what God's doing here. And uh, we are your new neighbors and that we've uh, <laughs> what, now been for three weeks in Malmesbury. And so it's uh, good to be closer, uh, so it's not such a long drive, but uh, we've, I've already seen Chart, what, three times maybe <laughs> since we've been here. Uh, so it's really a blessing. But just continuing on from what uh, Marna was sharing, uh, I'm going to go into Colossians chapter 2 if you want to get there with me. Uh, you know, what she was sharing, really what stood out for me was how we need to have the right focus. We need to have the right focus. And you know, what, what we're focusing on is really what we're giving power to. Okay? That's why, I mean, you know, some, some uh, uh, familiar verses in, in Grace Life are, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he, because you know, we know then that what we're thinking, what we're focused on, what we're really believing inside is what's determining the way that our life goes. Um, but... What we're focusing on, therefore, is empowering our lives. So the way we're focused on a challenge is what's empowering uh, us to overcome or actually live below in that challenge. And um, I think it's important for us as believers to realize that we're living for eternity. Because we're obviously living in the here and now. We're experiencing what we experience right now, but... A lot of the time, we aren't um, uh, uh, conscious or aware of eternity. We're more aware of what's happening now. I mean, for example, we've got to wear masks. We've got to do social distancing. People are, are getting sick. Some people are dying. There's all these things which are important for us to take note of. But it's easy to get distracted by these things and forget that eternity is still waiting. You know, so, so, for example, we've had to uh, postpone our mission trip to Zimbabwe, which would have been a good thing. It's going to be a good thing, but we've had to postpone it because you know, they won't let us in. <laughs> Not yet. So, but when we get there, we, we'll, we'll do what we're doing. But even though that's happening, uh, uh, that's restricting us, the church there is still being the church, and so are we. You know, we don't just push pause. You know, I, I know um, a lot of people who um, uh, uh, have kind of pushed pause on life during this time, just waiting for it to finish. But what if it doesn't? <laughs> you know, why have we wasted our time then? Because eternity is still waiting. It didn't push pause. Okay? And for some people, it's, 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 it's more um, severe at the moment than others because you know, loved ones are getting sick and and uh, some are passing away. So, you know, it's important for us to make sure that we're focused on the right things so that we're still 
being who we are, being who we are during this time, we're still ambassadors of Christ. We're still called to make a difference in the world. We're still the light of the world, the salt of the earth, even if you can't shake hands with someone. You know, uh, uh, we, we can still be who we are. So, we're going to get into Colossians 2 now, but it's important to see what we're focused on. So in Colossians chapter 2, Paul writes, and he says, For I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea. As for many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love and attaining to all riches in the fullness of assurance and understanding, and understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of, the Christ, of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. So, the first thing I want to point out is that there would be people who wish to deceive us through persuasive words. And what Paul is writing is, is to encourage us or to help us have a focus so that we don't get distracted, so that we're not going to be misled or deceived. Okay? Sometimes people do it intentionally. Sometimes people do it of ignorance. You know, if, if they're doing it of ignorance, it's the, maybe just a spirit that there's, they're being allowing to influence them, but it's still destructive towards us, whether it's ignorant or whether it's uh, intentional. But the point here... Uh, 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 the, the first thing I want to point out is that he's writing because of a conflict that he has for the church of Colossae and for the, those in Laodicea. So there's something that he's perplexed about. There's something in his heart that he's wanting to address. Okay? And he, uh, uh, one commentary says that Paul had a deep anxiety for the, the church at Colossae and for, for those at Laodicea. Okay? And um, the, these are people that haven't seen his face, but he, he's encouraging them. They haven't seen him face to face, but he's encouraging them to seek truth, to seek knowledge. Not, there, there's a lot of false stuff out of there, but, but keep focused on the main thing. Keep focused on the right thing. He's saying that they should seek to know the mystery. Okay, And he talks about that in chapter 1, verse 27 as well. But seek, focus on what is the mystery. Okay, because the, 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 what people are uh, distracting, de trying to deceive with, is pulling you away from this mystery. So, it's, remember the, 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 the Laodicea. We're going to get to that now. That's the, the, the church that, he, uh, that he's also writing to there. But he says a couple things here that they should be focused in on. Verse 2, that their hearts may be encouraged being knit together in love. And I mean, throughout Paul's letters, throughout the Bible, we see the importance of the love of God and being established in the love and focused in on love. Okay, one of the biggest enemies of the gospel. Think about what would you think is the biggest enemy of the gospel, the biggest enemy of our mission, the biggest enemy to, to, to stop the church from doing what it's doing. It's not COVID. And yet churches are, are, are and a lot of Christians are deviating their focus from preaching the gospel 
to preaching against COVID, against the vaccination, against this, against that. And that's not what we're commissioned to do. We're commissioned to preach the gospel. Do I have an opinion on all the other things? Of course. But an ambassador doesn't share his opinion. An ambassador represents the one that he is commissioned by. So I don't have place to talk about vaccination from the pulpit. <laughs> you know, go study it out, go ask questions, look for the answer, yes, but keep the main thing the main thing, which is the gospel. We're here for the gospel. Okay? And here, the, 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 this is showing us that we need to be established in love. Why? Because the greatest enemy of the, the gospel and of the mission is self-centeredness, which isn't love. Okay, because love isn't something that I just have for myself. Yes, I'm part of that. I have to love others as I love myself, but love will cause me to have an outward focus on other people. And, you know, even if I'm at risk, I'm going to minister to them because I'm looking beyond myself. I mean, in all the, 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 the travels and missions and ministry trips that I've been on, how many times I've laid hands on someone and gone, Thank you, Father, <laughs> that you're protecting me right now. Because, you know, I don't know what this person has. <laughs> you know, and it sounds contagious, it looks contagious, but in the name of Jesus, you know, be healed. You know, and, and it's like, you know, if, if I was more self-centered, I would step back from that and go, you know what, this is a bit dangerous. But, but, but there's nothing about a lack of danger in the calling that we have as believers. You know, uh, uh, even if you just think of persecution. So being knit together in love. It's also talking about a unity in the church. A unity amongst the believers. What unifies us is love. Not agreeing on every single thing. You know, uh, I've been in churches, many different churches growing up, and you know, some churches, the, the, the biggest uh, uh, argument was the color of the cur curtains or the carpet. <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous. You know, uh, who cares what color it is as long as it's going to help people get saved you know, and come to know Jesus? Um, so maybe not, not, not everything black, amen? <laughs> but, but the point is, is like being knit together in love. There's such a powerful uh, um, uh, uh, picture that comes with the word knit together. Okay, yeah, it, 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 it's um, the the passion puts it woven together in the in, in the into love's fabric. So it's like a, a carpet or or a tapestry that's woven together. You know what this is showing us in 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 Colossians is that we are part of one another as believers. Many other verses say that plainly, but this is what Paul's communicating here: that if you're wanting not to be deceived. You've got to be established in love and a love amongst the brethren, which is because we're part of one another. Being knit together in love and attaining to all the riches of the fullness of assurance, uh, of understanding, to the knowledge of the mystery of God. Okay, let's pause there. And attaining to all the riches of, full under, of assurance, of understanding. He's talking about riches. And how we need to be attaining to all the riches. Okay? Now, most times when we're talking about riches, we're thinking of money. Most times we're talking about riches, we're thinking of gold or, or whatever, wealth. But this is talking about riches of the full, understand, uh, full assurance of understanding of something specific to the knowledge of the mystery of God. 
And in verse 27 of chapter 1, just before this, he's saying that the mystery is Christ in us, the hope of glory. So this is the mystery that we should be seeking to understand and keep focused on and come to a deeper understanding of is the mystery of Christ in us because that's where the riches are for us. And we all want more, more riches maybe in terms of uh, money in the bank or money in our pocket. I agree, amen. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with wanting more either. But if that's our focus, it's taking our focus away from somewhere else. Okay, and, and our focus needs to be on, 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 on the mystery and the riches that are in the mystery of Christ in us, of our oneness with Christ. Verse 3, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And then he says, now lest I say, anyone should, uh, I say this, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. I just want to check this in the Passion. It says, I am contending for you that your hearts will be wrapped in comfort of heaven and woven together into love's fabric. This will give you access to all the riches of God. I'm sure all of us would want this, 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 all the riches of God, access to all the riches. You know, when we're established and rooted in love, it enables us to access all the riches of God. Why? Because Galatians, I think it's 5 verse 6, says, faith works by love. Faith accesses what God has for us. Faith accesses, faith receives what God's got for us. So if, even in, 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 with regard to healing, if you're trusting God for healing, a lot of the time in, in that journey, we take our eyes off of the, the love of God and we're trying to get too practical in a sense of what do I need to do? But if you just focus in on His love, and you, it get, you just keep receiving His love, eventually faith will work, because faith works by love. And it's God's love for us, not our love for Him. So this will give you access to all the riches of God as you experience the revelation of God's mystery, Christ. And the mystery mentioned in 127 is Christ in us, the hope of glory. Verse 3, for our spiritual wealth is in Him. I like how Paul writes there, or how the, the, the author of, um, translator of the Passion, is saying it's our spiritual wealth. Because it's, more, it's, it's making it more specific. There's no room to get misled there. Our spiritual wealth is in Him, like hidden treasure waiting to be discovered. Heaven's wisdom and endless riches of revelation knowledge. Okay, so he's writing that we should be established in love, established in, in realizing that we are one and we are together in, in love, like woven together like a tapestry, but also that our spiritual wealth is in him and in this revelation of our oneness with him. Verse 1, he's writing to the, uh, the church of Colossae and he's writing to the church at Laodicea. Why? Because he's worried about them. And these are the things he's telling them to focus on because he's worried about them. Okay? I don't know what the Church of Colossae did with this, but Church of Laodicea seems to have not taken heed to Paul's um, uh, uh, his, uh, his warning, his admonition, his, his encouragement. Because the next time we hear about them is in Revelation chapter 3. 
So go with me to Revelation chapter 3. From verse 14. And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things says uh, uh, the Amen. And the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. Now the first thing to point out there is that the Laodiceans, much later on, are busy. <laughs> they're working. They're doing something. They're not just sitting doing nothing. Okay? And he says, So I know your works, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish you were hot or cold. So then, because you are lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I'll vomit you out of my mouth. Now, this one, there's a lot of things we can dig out of there. I believe this is really just speaking about mixing law and grace together. It's not talking about performance mentality. We read this and we automatically think performance. But it's talking about spiritual apathy in terms of not being on fire for the Lord with the message of grace, but rather mixing things together. Okay, and there's a lot more we can say about that, but look at verse 17, because this is the main thing I want to bring out. Because you say, I am rich, I have become wealthy, and have need of nothing. Now, then, it's, then he says, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. So what, what are the, the, the church at Laodicea is saying, we're wealthy, we've got everything we need. We lack nothing. And, the, and, 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 and in this letter, the, uh, the writer is saying, hey, you actually are very poor. You say you've got everything, but you have nothing. Okay? So they were focused on the wrong riches. You know, I, I, I'll be so bold as to say, this is the church that was really focused on the prosperity message which is a self-centered message of, of, of carnality and doesn't have any eternity in it. The excuse to preach that message is usually because we want to win souls, but that doesn't usually get there. Very seldom. You know, if, if eternity is forever, yes, in this life we need to, God wants us to live well, God wants to prosper us, God wants us to, to, to have so we can reach. But if we're honest, the gospel doesn't need money to be preached. The gospel, it's helpful. <laughs> you know, we, we're busy setting up a missions uh, a training thing in, 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 on our, our, um, in our house, and it's taken money to set up. You know, it's taken money to set that up. It takes money to, to, to do this. It takes money to, to uh, equip people often. It takes money to, to go somewhere. We're going on a, a missions uh, soon to, um, to KwaZulu-Natal, and it takes money. But... It doesn't take a lot of money just to walk across the street and talk to someone about Jesus. The people that you come into contact with on a daily basis, it doesn't take money to preach the gospel there. You know, it, it, it takes money for you to live, so you could say indirectly, but the point is, is that this, the, these Laodiceans were focused on the wrong wealth. And so all that they are noted for is their lukewarmness and the fact that they have money, but they actually have nothing. They have the wrong kind of wealth. Okay, verse 18, he says, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich 
So these guys have riches, but now he's saying you need to buy of me gold. So the, 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 Jesus is obviously, he's writing this letter, and Jesus is obviously talking about true gold, true riches, true wealth. That the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes with the eye, with eye self that you may see. And it goes on and on and on. And the invitation there is even though these people are focused in on the wrong thing, it says there, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, verse 20. And he's saying he wants to come and he wants to still fellowship with them, dine with them. So they're not beyond uh, 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 um, 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 fellowship with Jesus. But because their focus is so much on themselves and on their wealth, they don't have that uh, with Jesus. And so it's really important that we keep focused in on the, the right thing, especially during this time that we live in, you know, where there's so many things to distract us and keep our focus on the wrong thing. You know, I, I, um, with what Marna was saying earlier as well, we often are, are like, you know, praise God, it's as good as it is, and I always say that as well. And, you know, thank God we've got food, we've got a place to stay and all this. Yes, that's awesome. But what if we don't? Is God still faithful? Of course He is. The Word says He's faithful to establish you until the end. He's not faithful uh, in, in every respect that we expect Him to be, but He's faithful to His Word, to uphold His Word. He's not faithful that, that whatever you're desiring is going to come to pass, but He's faithful to uphold His Word. And, he, and, and, and He's got an eternal perspective where we often just have a, 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 an end-of-the-month perspective. You know what I mean by that? <laughs> you know, there's not enough money at the, month, at the end of the month. Are we waiting for the, end, the month end or whatever? So, it's important for us to, to, to have this eternal perspective. We, we, last week, um, I think it was last week or the week before, we watched a, a documentary uh, from uh, Corrie ten Boom, who was uh, 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 someone who, uh, her and her family were hiding Jews during the Second World War and the Holocaust. She, so she, they, she had a fake wall in her bedroom and they were hiding Jews behind that wall and uh, uh, they, got, they got caught out for suspicion of it and her, her sister and her father ended up in, in uh, concentration camps. Her father passed away. Her, her sister, she watched her sister being abused and, and, and uh, mistreated to the point of death and, and she survived the, the coming out of there. Now, in a situation like that, you know, if, if you have a wrong idea of sovereignty of God, you can kind of just, God's got a purpose in this. Where we know, you know, it, it, it's not God who puts us through bad things like that. But I loved her perspective where she was like, you know, she, she's, she's, she's still an ambassador for Christ. And so she smuggled in a little Bible, which was not al allowed, and she prayed that, that they wouldn't find the Bible and they didn't find the Bible. And then in her dormitory that she was in, she was illegally having two Bible studies a day ministering to the Jews there. I mean, that's amazing. And the, the, the prison guards didn't come in to their dormitory because of the uh, lice or the fleas or whatever it was. So they didn't want that to come onto them, so they didn't go into the dormitory, so her Bible was never found, and she could still have the, 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 the two Bible studies a day. And if we were in a situation like that, if, uh, let, me, uh, let, me, let me personalize it, if I was in a situation like that, I would probably be rebuking the lice. 
But you know what, what Corrie's sister was praying? Thank God for the lice. Because, because of the lice, we can have these Bible studies. Because she had an eternal perspective. She wasn't just living for the, the here and now. She wasn't, and this, this is the big thing, the church is more concerned with comfort than we are the mission. Whereas she was like, you know, she's, she was in her 50s. Her and her sister in, her, in their 50s when they were in the concentration camp. You know, so so, so uh, it, it, it was made more challenging than it would have been for, for, for me even. You know, Christianity isn't a guarantee of a comfortable life, but what we focus on will determine how we get through it, this life, and how we impact eternity, because eternity is forever. And at a time like this, I think it's, um, how do I say this? It's uh, to our shame that there are so many people focused on the wrong thing at the moment. You know, uh, uh, for example, focused in on trying to, uh, uh, focused in on government, focused in on vaccination, focused in on this. And these are important things which, you know, if, if our rights are being infringed upon, we should say something, but not say that more than the gospel. One of the things I really was blessed by uh, a few years back, I watched an interview, I think it was Billy Graham and Larry King. Uh, uh, and I saw a couple different interviews of B Billy Graham going on these, these secular uh, uh, talk shows. And he would sit there and they would all like, seem to try and corner him on different topics like, what do you, uh, uh, how do you view homosexuality? What do you say about this? Like Things like that which would cause a little bit of um, you know, increased viewership because that's how they would do that. And I loved it. Every single time, you know what Billy Graham did? He, he, he seemed not to answer the question, and he just preached the gospel. <laughs> I loved that, because it was like, I'm not going to be cornered into focusing on, on your little uh, 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 question that you want me to try and get involved in. So he would talk a little bit about it and preach the gospel about man's need to receive Christ as Lord and Savior because eternity is forever. And I was, always, I was just amazed and blessed by that because most of us would get misled. Jesus did the same thing. You know, he, he, uh, he gets cornered by a, um, an expert in the law. The Bible calls him. Some, and it's not law as in lawyer. It's law as in Bible law. And, and, and this expert of the law says... Rabbi, good master, like buttering him up. You know, uh, 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 what uh, is the greatest commandment? Because this is Mr. Grace man he's talking to. So he knows that Jesus is preaching grace and ministering in grace and hanging out with sinners and, and prostitutes and ministering to all these people. And, and so he's like, okay, I'm going to catch him out. You know, what is the greatest commandment? If, if most grace preachers were in Jesus' shoes, in that moment, they would have been stoned. Because they would have said, you've got to understand something. The law came by Moses. But grace and truth comes by me. That's what, if we were Jesus in that moment, we would have been like, you, know, you don't understand. We were in a new covenant. We're not under the law anymore. Because it's the right answer, but it's the wrong answer for that time. What does Jesus say? He says, you shall love the Lord your God. He quotes Deuteronomy. He knows who he's talking to. So he quotes the law. 
You shall love the Lord your God with everything and love your neighbor as yourself. These are the two greatest commandments and all the law and the prophets, everything from Genesis to Malachi hangs on these two uh, uh, commandments. Love God with everything and love, Jesus, uh, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Jesus is pretty clever. He doesn't get, get, get distracted by the question, okay, and, and get sucked into a, 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 an argument about something where he can get stoned. Rather, he brings in a truth which is going to shut them up. And there's a lot that can be said about that. But it's important for us to, 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 to not allow even people's questions about good things, important things, to distract us from our focus as believers and as a church. <coughs> now, how can the church of God accomplish the mission of God if we don't have the focus of God? Because even if you just look at the vaccination, for example, now, we've got lots of medical doctors in the different campuses, and I've spoken to some of them. My father-in-law's a doctor. My brother-in-law's a doctor. You know, so we've got, I know a lot of doctors. Uh, uh, and um, yeah, in um, Grace Life and Rondebosch, we were talking about uh, this, this part of the message uh, last Sunday night, and I know that there was, I think, three doctors in the room. <laughs> and I said, nobody in this room except for these three doctors has the right to talk about vaccination more than the gospel. It's their profession. They have to. <laughs> you know, but, but at the same time, the rest of us, like, like just refer people. You know, talk to, talk, to, talk to a good doctor. Find out what, 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 the, what your doctor uh, is suggesting or whatever the case is. But, you know, we, 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 we've got to make this life more about eternity than about vaccination. Because... The fact is, is that, yes, there are people who've died from the vaccination. That's why eternity matters. Because, you know, we shouldn't, you know, this life is important. But in 10,000 years' time, you know, you're not going to, God's not going to ask you, did you get the vaccination or not? <laughs> you know, you're not going to get to the pearly, like the Catholics look at it, you're not going to get to the pearly gates and St. Peter's there, with the, 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 the entry record and like looking for your name, he finds your name, he's like, ah, Johan, uh, 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 you, you, your access is granted, I just have one question, did you get vaccinated? <laughs> like it doesn't matter, you know, and if you died from the vaccination, it doesn't matter, because what does matter is, did you receive Jesus or not? That has to be our focus. I don't want people to die from the vaccination. I don't want people to die from not getting the vaccination. I don't want people to die without Jesus. That's the point. Because eternity is forever. Okay? Again, you know, the, 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 the rebuke to the church of Laodicea, the only rebuke in the, the letters to, um, uh, the only church that was only rebuked in, in the letters in Revelation was because they were, they were focused on the wrong thing. They were focused in on finances. They weren't focused in on the mission. They weren't focused in on eternity. Money affected their outlook. We mustn't let COVID affect our outlook. We mustn't let vaccination affect our outlook. We need to keep the main thing the main thing. Yeah, one, one last verse in um, Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42. 
You've got Mary and Martha and you've got Jesus. And Mary is sitting at Jesus' feet and just enjoying fellowship and listening to him teach. Martha is busy, busy fixing the meal for all the guests and busy trying to be a good host and everything like this. And eventually she just had enough and she says, Jesus, you know, please can you tell my sister to come and help me? There's a lot of people here we need to, we need to look after. We need to be good hostesses. And Jesus says, you're worried and perplexed about many things. But Mary has chosen the good thing. The one good thing. What was that one good thing? The relationship with Jesus. The intimacy with Jesus. The receiving from Jesus. This is where our focus needs to be. Is our relationship with Him. Because, you know, as long as we're focused in on Him, we're focused in on love, we're not going to be in fear. And the biggest problem that a lot of us have at this time isn't uh, uh, um, anything other than just fear. You know, but we haven't been given a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. So if, if, if we're going to live as believers, we're going to be live, living as those who realize that we don't have to fear anything because we're living for eternity. Yeah, there's many testimonies from people in the concentration camps during the Second World War who, you know, they, they, they really just lived without fear, knowing that they may be killed today. Christians now, I'm talking about, knowing that eternity is forever. And they pass from this life into the next life, and, you know, they, there's no more weeping, there's no more destruction, and all of that. And this is the thing, you know, like we, we need to realize that, 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 that eternity is forever and that we don't have to fear anything. If our love for God, our reverence, reverential fear of God is, is, is healthy, then we will never fear any person. We will never fear a, a, a vaccination, a non-vaccination, a government or anything like this. We'll be willing to stand for what's right and do what's right and preach the gospel in good times and in bad times, in sickness and in health. <laughs> Amen? We'll be willing to do what we're supposed to do, whether it's hot or whether it's cold. Now, how many people make decisions based on that? Like, you know, <laughs> I had one guy, this is a good story. He, he was like, I'm called to, to go and live in America. And he was phoning me. I was in America at the time. I was like, okay, great. I've got friends all over. Which part do you feel called to so I can maybe connect you with someone and then you can get going with this calling that you have? And he's like, um, well, he doesn't really know. And I was like, well, you need to pray about that because God will give you a word about it. Like if he's calling you somewhere, there's, you know, it's probably not just something that you have to thumb suck. And he's like, yeah, he, he, he really feels like it's going to be somewhere where um, uh, uh, the Republicans are in power because he doesn't want to live where the, <laughs> the liberals are in power. <laughs> and, I, and then he's like, and it's going to be a place like Florida because I can't handle cold weather. And I was like, listen, you don't, you're not hearing from God. Go, I'm, I'm, I can't con continue with this conversation. You know, I really don't like uncomfortable heat. And yet, you know, I try and plan mission trips during the winter but I, I don't, I'm not limited to that. You know, I was in Zimbabwe and, and Zambia during summer once, and it was bad. And there wasn't a fan, and there wasn't all these things. I would freeze bottles of water and sleep with frozen bottles of water at night just to cool down. Because, you know, the, the, the gospel must be preached. We've got work to do. 
And so, you know, this message is really a message of just keeping focused on the right thing. Like, uh, what's it, Romans chapter 8, verse 6 says, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Being spiritually minded is also being eternal, eternally minded. God is interested in the here and now, right now, and wants to help you with whatever challenges and whatever you're facing and, and encourage you and build you up and whatever. <clears throat> but we're all on a mission. And that's what we're living for. And it, we can get so distracted with COVID and all the things going around with COVID that we lose sight of our oneness. We lose sight of our, 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 the love that we should be expressing, to, looking after one another. I mean, how many people have said, you know, uh, I'd rather stay away. <laughs> and I mean, we need to keep distance and stuff, but, but not sit in a, a cupboard until we die. And there are people doing that. You know, there's people who, you know, three billion people in the world haven't heard the name of Jesus. Never mind how many in, in the Western Cape, for example. But three billion in the world still need to hear the name of Jesus. Or don't, don't have a church in their town. Don't have a Bible in their area. There's work to be done. So Father, I just, I just thank you that we can just realign our hearts and realign our focus and not get distracted by the things that so many people are being distracted by at this time. Now, even if the economy gets extremely bad, you're still our Father, you're still going to provide for us, you're still going to look after us, you're still, we, don't, we don't have to worry about things. Look at the birds of the air, they don't sow nor reap nor store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father provides for them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Jesus speaking in Matthew chapter 6. Father, we thank you that we can trust you. Thank you that, that as we just focus in on your love for us and, 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 and receive your love and are established further in your love, I thank you that it causes us to operate in faith and see great things happen, Father. Thank you that we are your ambassadors and Whatever the circumstances and whatever's going on in the world, we are your ambassadors and we're called to, to, to be like that no matter what. Thank you that you just stir us up, Father, to, to fan to flame the gift, the Holy Spirit that's in us. That we would live for eternity and for you and, and not just for ourselves, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the privilege that we have of being called your sons and your daughters. Thank you for the privilege that we have of calling you Father and representing you wherever we go. Sharing your love and your goodness with people as we go. In Jesus' name. Ons wil graag van jou hoor. Indien jy graag met iemand wil praat of saam met iemand wil bid, ontdek ons gerust by 021-0800-168 of ebos ons by info at reislife.co Indien jy materiaal wil bestel of meer oor ons wil uitvind, besoek gerust ons webwerf.